I guess his brother runs like going on everybody welcome to the split line off-road podcast as always i'm your host rodney cooper and with me today as always brandon white here guys what is up we're back ready for another week of the show uh kind of had a sh- mid show during the <laughs> week last you week you want to call it that yeah uh, we did the brandon and i got on instagram live and did the um uh did our rundown of the supercross race the tuesday race um if you haven't listened to that Head on over. Man, who wants to listen to it? Yeah, to, old. it's old. It's old now. Old I mean, if, news. If you're behind, if you did listen to it, if you did listen to it, let us know what you thought about it because we were kind of excited to try that live thing out. Um, we thought it was pretty cool. Another way we could stay in touch with you guys. Uh, today we got an awesome episode. We're going to be diving into a little bit of the GNCC world. Um, we have a rider that's going to be joining us today. He races GNCC uh, in the 250A class on a dirt bike. And he was the winner of the Mountain State Hair Scrambles in the pro class on the dirt bike side of the world. Uh, his name is Brendan Poling, local rider out of West Virginia, and we're excited to have him on the line and uh, uh, talking with us a little bit about you know what he's doing this year, uh, his training, and uh, last year, and what he's looking for, forward to in the upcoming season. And then we're also going to be talking about the Supercross race this weekend. Wow. <laughs> wow. What an ending. What an ending. It's all Blue flags just a flying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're going to get into the whole uh, Dean Wilson and Ken Roxon situation. Yeah. Um, we're That's probably going to take up most of this podcast, to be honest with you, once we get into the Supercross end of it. But it, uh, that was pretty interesting. Yeah. Uh, we have a few hot takes on it and what we thought about it. Uh, so make sure you stay tuned for that after the uh, Brendan Poling interview. And uh, we're going to go ahead and get him on the line. But first... Make sure if you haven't already, go over to our Instagram page, uh, click the follow button, and uh, su- subscribe to our to that, and then our our uh, Facebook page as well. Keep in touch with us. Let us know what you guys think. Let us know what you guys want to hear next on the podcast. And uh, we got the uh, fantasy. Yeah, the fantasy group going on <laughs> uh, over on the um, Rocky Mountain stuff uh, fantasy side. Um, right now, Dusty W is uh, in the lead. 123 points, been pretty consistent, and then followed by MX Mom 746, and then uh, some guy RK Cooper 31. I don't know who that guy is. Anyways, he's in third. <laughs> you know we, you know so, and uh, so thanks everybody hanging out and playing with that, playing with that. So far, it's been pretty interesting. Uh, I don't know how any of you guys are getting that many points because I'm sucking over here. And on the pulp side, Jay Miller, MX144, right now is in the lead. Jet. Yep. And this freaking guy, RK Cooper, uh, 31, somehow. Fantasy guru, just putting in podiums. Basically, like, dungy. I tell you what. (laughs) And then um, he's in second. And uh, Kyle uh, Kyle Murray, 212, um, in third. That rounds up the podium for the pulp. I tell you what, I'm so mad. Every every guy that I picked in pulp this week had the worst, worst night of their life. Brandon Hartrath in like sixth place, going into the heat, wrecks with like a minute to go in the heat race, goes to the LCQ, and like 18th. Like, what are you doing back in 18th? Yeah. 
It's rough. I mean, I had uh, Woodcock, and he looked like he shattered his tailbone yeah. on concrete. Yeah. So that yeah. was rough. Um, that's the key. Pulp is tough, man, because you got to risk it with these guys that you know sometimes may or may not make the night show. Brandon Hartrath hasn't have an excuse, but like the Wood Woodcock kid, and yeah. like you got to risk it sometimes. But I don't know. The two fifty guys were just as bad. I had three guys. They were all sitting pretty, <laughs> sitting pretty. The next thing you know, like all three are going to LCQ. Well, that's like Woodcock. He was in eighth. He was in qualifying position when he went down. And I was like, are you kidding me? He just blew <laughs> just his blew back up. up. Hopefully, more importantly, hopefully he's okay because he got carted off the track. So yeah. our thoughts and prayers are with him for sure. Hopefully he's uh, doing better. But that was a rough <laughs> landing for sure. But Stupid fantasy. <laughs> so with that being said, we're going to go ahead and get uh, Brandon on the line. We're going to talk to him about GNCC, some Mountain State hair scramble stuff, and uh, just see where the podcast takes us. So uh, hang hang Anytime. on, guys. And now, as promised, we're bringing uh, Brendan Poling on the line. Uh, hey, buddy, thanks for coming on. We appreciate you joining us in the podcast today. Well, I appreciate you guys having me on board for today. Yeah, absolutely, man. We love to give uh, love to some of the local riders and guys that are really making big strides in the uh, in the national series as well. Hey, Brendan, why don't you go ahead and give us, for people that, that don't know, you give us a little bit of uh, background of where you started riding and kind of how you got to where you are at today. Well, actually, uh, my whole family's rode uh, their whole life. Uh, so it was kind of like natural for me to start riding uh, at a young age, and they uh, I started riding – uh, well, actually, I started out on a little four-wheeler, and then uh, by the time I was three and a half, I was on a dirt bike, and by the time I was four and a half, we were racing every weekend and haven't stopped since. That's awesome. That's awesome. So when did you start racing, like, competitively? Where, where, What class and what uh, series did you start at? Actually, I started at the Mid-Atlantic uh, Hair Scramble Series Andy Grog used to put on, um, and that was 2004 trying to think here 2003 i believe so actually i started on an xr50 and uh ran the 50 class and then we started running ama events a couple years later after that and just kept progressing forward awesome so so how long have you been racing in the gncc series uh i've been doing gncc since like 09 um but we started doing them full time every we did every round since 2011 Okay, cool. cool. Yeah. That's awesome. So have you always been strictly woods racing or do you have any moto background as well? Um, for the most part, we were woods people. Um, I, I occasionally used to go race some moto stuff every once in a while. And actually 99% of the time anymore, it seems like it we're practicing on moto tracks, just, you know, just trying to get our reaction times up and just trying to keep that overall speed going. It seemed like that's kind of becoming the theme uh, for a lot of XC riders is to, to, to do a lot of their training on uh, motocross stuff because you can get your heart rate higher uh, and just kind of focus on your fine-tuning uh, racecraft. Am I correct? Uh, yeah, just corner speed, just fundamentals, uh, just even jumping in the air and stuff. Just it, it just gets your body right in the right positions. Like, and then just as fast as you're going on a moto track, you get in the woods, it's a lot, you know, a little bit slower. So your reaction time's a lot faster for stuff. Yeah, got to work on that sprint speed, you know, field section, stuff like that probably helps out a lot too. Yeah, 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 exactly. Because as fast as like the GNCCs are, um, like I said, we just practice on moto a lot. And that, because that fast as they are anymore, you just kind of, you're pegged for three hours. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, t so tell me, I've, I've, I've ran some, 
I've never run a GNCC before, but I've done Mountain State Hair Scramble Series and stuff. So, is it harder to do Mountain State, like the local series, or is GNCC harder? I've always always kind of asked that question. Well, that's actually kind of a difficult question because uh, in a GNCC, there's a lot more people that are there. So, the tracks get super beat. Whereas if at the local series, the tracks are a lot smoother, but they're a little bit more tighter than usually a GNCC. So one's usually tighter and then GNCCs are a little faster so, and a lot more choppy and rough. So, yeah. Yeah. Cause, it, Cause I know I always experienced, like, it seemed like the, um, like the mountain state hair scramble series was real tight, a lot of bottlenecks. And then it really got chewed up through the day. You know, you're doing six or seven laps, you know, in two hours, you know, you get to about a hundred and some riders out there, 200 guys out there pounding on it so i was always wondering that what's interesting about the mountain state series is they always do the atvs last so um so you guys don't have to get on the track after the atvs have been on there and then for us atv guys it's actually kind of weird for the first lap or so actually seeing all those dirt bike ruts but (laughs) um um i'm sure like for mountain state you guys see a lot of like tight and fresher sections uh I'm guessing for a dirt bike guy. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, I, I kind of like trailblazing. So like the mountain States are super fun. Their first couple laps because it's just all fresh track. And I mean, that's what I grew up riding. So, I mean, it's, it's super fun to me to go out and blaze the trail the first lap. So, (laughs) right. Right. And, and, on the on the ATV side though, Brandon, it is kind of uh, weird because <laughs> we're going we're going through there, and I'm seeing all these lines, and I'm like, man, I don't know if I can fit through these or not. So for the first, <laughs> it's like the exact opposite for me. The first lap or so, I'm kind of like standoffish because I want to make sure I don't get hung up or something. <laughs> so, so yeah, yeah. normally if our if our handlebars can fit through it, I'm usually going through it. If I can straighten out as much as I can and you know keep everything somewhat straight and i can get squeezed through something i usually do it so i'll tell you what you you gay guys somehow i don't know how you guys do it but you guys must cut your handlebars down or something because when i come through i'm like how are they fitting through that that's why that's actually why i use uh flags instead of bark busters because i can fit through tight stuff faster uh the bark busters Hmm. if you clip something it'll jerk the handlebars out of your hands and if you do it with flags I mean, you stand a better chance of smashing your fingers pretty good, but normally they just fold up to the edge of the handlebar and you can squeeze through stuff a lot faster. Oh, that's there interesting. Tech tip. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and plus, because they wrap in, you're you're probably saving, what, inch and a half, two inches of width? Probably. Yeah, like actually, yeah. Yeah, it's about an inch on, but, or probably about an inch and a half, two inches. And, you know, an inch and a half, or I mean, even a half inch makes a big difference sometimes when you're trying to get through stuff. Yeah. There, there you go. Tech tip. Tech tip. That's awesome. <laughs> so you actually won the pro class uh, for the Mountain State Hair Scramble this year, correct? Uh, yeah, yeah. I I won it this year, and I believe I won it in 2018. Also. Okay, that's awesome. You gonna be at the banquet this coming weekend? <laughs> uh, yeah. Actually, I'm down here at the Shoals MX down at Stewart ba- Baylor's uh, compound, and I will be leaving here for early Friday morning. That way I can be there for the banquet on Saturday and then hopefully be coming back here, be somewhere the rest of the winter and get ready for the first couple nationals. Okay. Awesome. awesome. Speaking of the shoals, that place um, looks awesome. I've been seeing a lot of clips from Stu down there and some other guys have been riding 
does that place have like five tracks or something like how many tracks that place have down there um it's got it's actually got a bunch of of just different tracks there's a sand track there's a full-blown outdoor like they i think they call it like their pro track it's got some big jumps and stuff in it and then they got an amateur track they got a supercross track an arena cross track a grass track um a track that has lights on it and then a bunch of woods so wow yeah so we can (laughs) and they they keep everything prepped up pretty good so i've been down here you know riding around with those guys uh there's a lot of you know fast xc1 xc2 guys down here also ryan sipes he's been down here riding too he's been riding some supercross so so and just trying to work on my work on my speed while i'm here Speaking of Ryan Sipes, I saw a uh, Instagram video of Ryan Sipes uh, checking Stu out as he was going through a whoop section. Did you hit that whoop section? <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I haven't been riding the Supercross stuff. Uh, my, you know, I mean, our our suspension is not necessarily set up for Supercross. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> you know, you don't get the pop off some of the jumps that you need to. Yeah, <laughs> so, for sure. I'm, for sure. I'm riding everything else but that right now. But I mean, I'm sure. I'm sure I'll jump out on it here in the next couple of days and do do a moto or two on it. So now, are you getting any kind of like training from Stu, or is it just show up and ride kind of deal? Or Uh it's super laid back down here. I mean, there's there's always somebody fast to ride with. Um, so I mean, while you're here, you just you pick up on stuff, and uh, I mean, you can ride with all the fast guys that you want and stuff, and um just like this morning i was out riding and uh actually andrew matusek he seen some stuff i was going wrong he recommended some things i do and it definitely helped and i was clicking off faster lap times than what i was so that's that's cool because sometimes you don't you think you're doing things right and then it's always nice to have like a spotter out there to see you know like hey dude like you need to get your toes in a little closer or you know stuff oh yeah yeah, stuff like that for sure, for sure. Because sometimes you feel like you're doing it right until somebody looks at it or you see a video, and then you're like, "I better correct that." So, <laughs> yeah, and then the ability to, to just the 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 advantage that you can give yourself when you're riding with people that are faster than you right now. I mean, that's that's a, a huge advantage in itself because you know that's always going to make you faster just by being able to see that speed and and try to hang with that speed and see what those guys are doing uh, when you can't see them in a race typically. Yeah, for sure. I mean, the name of the game is just keep going faster and faster. So, <laughs> I mean, that's, that's the main goal. <laughs> <That's right>. <laughs> <laughs> so, hey, before we get too far away from the Mountain State subject, what was your favorite track of, of Mountain State this year? Um, Probably the Kaiser track, uh, the first one. Um, that, that track was super fun. Like, that it, was it a fun was... track. It flowed really well. <laughs> Yeah, like the dirt was just so perfect. It felt like you couldn't do anything wrong. The traction was always there, and like you could come out of a corner and just hammer on it. I mean, it it it, it was just it was good dirt. So I, I definitely had a lot of fun there, and it was actually a lot faster paced than what I thought it was going to be. Uh huh. And it's not as rocky there as what you would figure Kaiser would be. Right. No, it wasn't too bad. On the I'd never been there before either, and on the way there uh, that day, I remember like kind of you know looking at the landscape as you're driving in and seeing all the rocks i'm like oh we're in for a rocky day for sure uh but once i got there i was like man this is actually like really smooth and flowing well and and fun like that i i typically like the technical stuff a little bit more but uh i think my favorite round was the was the last round in salem 
That one was – I thought that it was going to end up being sloppy, and it may have been for you guys, but by the time the quads got out there, it was actually perfect. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Actually, I couldn't make it for the last one there at Salem. Oh, okay, gotcha. But that was actually the first place – that track there is the first place I ever raced a dirt bike in the woods. Okay. okay. Yeah. Yeah, so – yeah, so <laughs> I – I definitely like that track too. I, um, I raced there year before last, but I didn't, like I said, I didn't make it there this year, but, uh, that's honestly, that'd probably have to be my favorite in a way because that's my, that was my first ever race. So <laughs> yeah, it was a fun one for sure. And it's really super close to home for me. So <laughs> I was happy yeah. for the 15 minute drive there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah. so what's your, what's your plans for next year? I know you're, you're ready to make some big steps and, um, uh, what's your, what's your plans for, are you racing a local series and what's your plans for GNCC? Um, I plan on running as many locals as I, you know, as I can. And, uh, along with a bunch of other select events that I want to do. And, uh, so, I mean, I would say more than likely I'll run a local series, the whole thing again. Um, just cause it's good practice. I mean, when you're not, racing every I mean going and racing a local in between nationals I think is always good it's just practice so right and there's nothing like practice being in race mode so um I'll definitely probably do a full local series again and if I do it will you know more than likely be the mountain state series so uh because I mean Richie and them they put on an awesome local series for us to run and you know you really can't ask for anything better no it's top notch it really is they I I commend that track or that track crew for all they've done this past year with the 2020 uh, the way it was and I mean it ran flawlessly if there was stuff happening behind the scenes you couldn't tell because they were like a well-oiled machine (laughs) Oh yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, they've been in the game a long, long time. So, right. you know, the, you know, the Nolan family, they know what's going on when it comes to racing. So, you know, they treat everybody good and they know, they know, you know, how to take care of stuff and things like that. So, but as far as uh, GNCC, I will, um, I'm actually going to be moving up to the XC2 250 pro class for this year. And, uh, so hopefully put in some big strides there and, you know, just do, do what I can be in my rookie year and, in the 250 pro class and just do what I can do and see where we end up and then go from there. That's awesome, man. That's awesome to hear that you're, that you're moving up to the pro class. We're really excited to see how you do in that. Um, uh, so is there anybody like that you're training with at the Shoals compound that is in that class or around your speed that you're pacing yourself off of or, or, um, you know, do you feel like when you get into that class, you're going to be able to hold your own really well? Uh, yeah, I mean, you, you don't know until you show up on race day exactly how everything's going to pan out. So, but I mean, I'm confident in myself and I know how I'm, I feel like I'm riding and stuff. So, I mean, I, I'm not worried, not one bit about moving up. I mean, this has been the main goal since we started racing, you know? So, I mean, the main goal is just to get up there and mix it up with those guys and just, you know, just take it one race at a time and just progress and just keep you know, every weekend just have a different goal, whether that's in, you know, finish or overall finish or, you know, so I just have a different goal every weekend and try to accomplish all of them and just kind of go from there. I mean, there's some XC2 guys down here <clears throat> riding right now. Um, actually, Ryder Lafferty and Evan Smith, they ride here uh, full time, I believe. They've been down here riding a little bit and stuff, but I mean, I'm just kind of just kind of focusing on myself and just do what I can do and 
like I said, just take it one race at a time and hopefully, you know, eventually be up there battling at the front at some point, whether it's this year or going into next season or whatever. Yeah. I mean, that, I mean, that's what you got to do when you move up, you know, and you move up, you know, from C to B to A now to A to the pro, you know, you have to kind of set goals and uh, see where you see see where you stack up against the guys and stuff like that. Michael. Yeah, exactly, exactly. You don't want you don't want to go in, you know, and do something dumb like the first couple of races. I mean, because yeah, definitely moving up. It, anytime you move up a class, it's easy to make mistakes the first couple of races because you you start pushing a little harder than what you're used to and things like that. Whether you know where it's almost better off just to kind of settle in and figure out exactly how it all works. I mean, moving up. It's definitely going to be a different change of pace, but I feel like I'm up for the challenge. So, yeah, you gotta gotta be all you know to be in the championship. You gotta you gotta be at every race. So, gotta yep. stay healthy. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, exactly. Consistency is key. <laughs> That's right. That's right. My question is, how hard is it going from two hour race to three hour race? How hard is that third hour? Um, I'll actually I don't at a GNCC. I've never ran a two hour. Um, okay. I got, and when we got off a of youth bike, um, my last year on youth, uh, they actually moved me straight to the afternoon race. So I never, I never ran a morning GNCC, but the three, I, I can compare it from like the locals to two okay. hour races to the national three hour. Um, the last hour, it's just kind of like, you can see who's put in, put in work and who hasn't basically like, right. Who, 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 <laughs> it's all about fitness and you know who puts in work and being and honestly just being effective on the bike is a big deal you know you if you go out there and you you give it and spend everything that you got the first two hours you're going to have absolutely nothing left so there's a fine line between not going fast enough and hard enough and going over the top and going way too hard so you you find that balance over time and um i i have a full-time trainer um, so I, tra- I cycle and ride and work out every day. So, um, he definitely keeps me on my toes and my, as soon as I got with him, my fitness and stuff went through the roof. So like, I mean, in a three, hour, I, I would lie if I said I didn't get tired in a three hour race. Everybody gets tired, but <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, my body knows how to manage it a lot better. So right. yeah, every time I think yeah. about three hours on a bike, I'm like, that's grueling. I used to, see, cause I, I, I ran from quads now I want a bike. And I switched over to a dirt bike. And I, like I said, I ran the whole Mountain State hair scramble like a couple of years ago. And man, those first like three or four races, those two hours, like I couldn't even get my shirt off my back. My wife's like pulling off and cramping <laughs> on the way home. Like, That's just because you're old, Brandon. Man, when, I, when, I think, when I think three hours, I'm like, oh my gosh, there's no way. There's just no way. It's funny that he, you know, you mentioned how, you know, if you spend everything in that first two hours, because I've noticed that when I've ran a GNCC before on the quad side, going from an hour and a half local race, that last half an hour is tough at a GNCC. So I can only imagine the last another adding on another full hour to to what you're typically running at a at a local race. Plus the track is getting rougher and rougher. And these guys are, you know, they running already when the track is at its roughest because you know you've already had thousands and thousands of racers going through that track. Yeah, and even on our last lap, we're the last people to be on that track right. for the weekend. So, 
we see the roughest part of it clear to the end. So, I mean, and that's, that's the other big thing. You got to have your suspension set right where it's not beating you up. And when the track gets rough that you can still, you know, get the power on the ground and the bike staying smooth. So, so let me ask, so when you're on, you know, you always race the, uh, the afternoon race, but at that point in time, do you guys see any more quad lines at all or by then are all the quad lines kind of overran by dirt bike lines and you don't see that much anymore of them well it, it kind of depends on where we're at if okay. we're down south like if, if we're down south um the the quad lines tend to stay more because the ground is a lot more hard packed down here okay so this clay ground um the quads they'll pack it down it's more quad lines and then like when we move back north um normally the tracks get there are lots like softer ground so the dirt bike ruts will eventually form by the time we get out there usually like john penton and stuff usually they're getting pretty deep right. um yeah and then like then that's where you have to go searching and you know off to even just uh six inches one side of the track to the other can make a big difference on how the bike reacts on things so i mean because of how rough the track gets. So we're always searching for new lines and that's, that's the big thing in the afternoon. It's all about line selection and the tracks usually, you know, they get 15, 20 different lines to choose from. It seems like in each section. So definitely line choice is a big deal. Yeah, for sure. I mean, on bikes, uh, bikes, you know, one foot, one one side of the other the rut you know you can find a good line out there and stuff so makes smooth lines always makes it uh, a lot easier on you exactly do you ever find yourself watching like youtube videos of people like caleb russell or anything like that to like as like a almost like a training tool because i've heard a lot of people you know do that you know m- me myself like i watch a lot of bryson neal videos because you know he's one of the fa- fastest guys that puts out a lot of youtube uh um helmet cam videos and it, it and it kind of it teaches you a way that these guys break down the track these pro guys so do you got do you ever do that yourself oh exactly for sure um anytime i can you know look at footage or even being out riding with the guys or whatever i will i'll definitely look and see what they're doing i mean it, their foot placement or anything like that, their braking points, you know, when they're getting off the brake, getting on the brake, getting back on the throttle. I mean, anything like that. And if you can take any pointers out of, you know, any of the top guys right there, I mean, <laughs> it, it's kind of, you, you, I mean, you have to, so, I mean, you have to take, take pointers and that's the only way you're going to learn and figure things out. So. Yeah. Did, did, uh, did you ever run any fast, full, fast sprint Doro series stuff? the the full gas enduro um yeah actually i, I did one um i've never <laughs> the 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 first year they did it i signed up and then i i had a crash that year and broke my leg so i didn't get the run that first one i signed up for and then i didn't run that run that series at all um for a lot of years there and then last year or year before last i decided to go do one in pa and i, I ran pro-am but I can't remember what I was, what I got. I know, I know the track was like, it, it was, where was that? it was up Fairmont PA. I think they called it. Yeah. That's but like I said, I, I can't remember, um, what exactly I finished there, but I believe I ran program that day. I got you. Yeah. Cause I know the, um, unfortunately I know the one, the owners don't do it anymore. And now I think there's someone else that's going to come in and try to do the series. And I didn't know maybe, or would, 
you plan on running any of those that you're moving up with the XC2 Pro guys, or are you just going to run the GNCC series? Um, I would like to run some, you know, a sprint series because it's just that raw speed. Um, and it's good for GNCCs, whether you're sprinting to get away on the first lap or, you know, even the last lap, a last lap push. I think it really helps with, you know, your overall sprint speed and reaction time. So, I mean, I would definitely like to run one of the series. Um, we'll just have to wait and see what happens there as far as that goes, whether I get to or not. Um, but, yeah, uh, Billy Schlag, I believe, is putting on the new series. Yeah, sounds right. Uh, the one down in Beckley, man, I, I did it two years in a row, and it, it was fun down there. I had a blast just doing yeah. – I, I love that open field section stuff. I, I, I excel in that, and then when it comes to the tight woods, I'm like – I'm still getting still getting used to the bike thing in the woods, but <laughs> we're getting there. Those trees, have a, those trees have a funny feeling or a funny way of sh- slowing you down, you know, huh? It's not the trees. All right? It's not the trees. It's the loose rocks, uh-huh. and it just – it's, you know, all clutch and, you know, it's all throttle. Plus I'm on a 450, you know, it's rough in the woods a little <laughs> bit, but it's, it's when you're on a bike, like the little rock, a little rock can like take you out. Yeah. It's just the way it is. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, definitely the, the trees definitely don't move. I was out, uh, I was riding a tight woods track yesterday with the guys and, uh, I got a, just a little bit off balance and I clipped a tree of my shoulder and it sent me off to the other side of the track and I smoked another tree and, broke my shroud and stuff on my bike and I only brought one bike with me down South. So I got my shroud with some zip ties and stuff on it, but had to straighten my radiator out and stuff. But Hey, we're good to go now. Yeah, whatever you got to do, man. <laughs> uh, you know, the funny thing is I've always said like on a quad, when you're getting ready to wreck, you usually know it's coming and it could hurt you. <laughs> but on a dirt bike, it seems like, um, uh, you could kind of like get up off the ground and like, what in the heck just happened? Cause those things that get you and you don't even really know what's happening. It's half the time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's, it's definitely sketchy. Like even, even at like the locals where we're the first guys out on the track. So you, you don't see stuff on hidden under the leaves and stuff or the high grass or whatever. So sometimes it is good when the quads go first, just going to kind of blows the stuff off the track a little bit. Cause I mean, I've ended up on my head quite a few times, but just not knowing what was under the grass and smoke a log or a rock or something. Yeah. You definitely get put on your head pretty quick. So that's for sure. It, <laughs> next thing you know, you're on the ground. Yeah. Hey, hey, Brendan, are you, uh, I'm sure you watched the Supercross race this, this past uh, weekend, didn't you? Um, actually, I don't even have the TV hooked up in my camper. So, but oh. I did, watch, I did watch some of the highlights. Oh, um, okay. <laughs> so I, I know, I know exactly what ha- what went on. So <laughs> watch some of the highlights on my phone. <laughs> How many blue flags do you think you would need to see before you pull over? And get out of the way? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I, I see where Dean, you know, it, it's one of those deals that sometimes you're just, you're not paying attention. You're in the moment, you're racing, you don't know. Right. And when you're trying to what well, like him, he was trying to catch another guy in front of him. You know, them guys are, they're racing for money. They don't, they're not worried about what's going on behind them, you know? So I see what, you know, what really happened kind of there. And even that one position, I mean, that's just more money for him to make. So right. obviously he's going to be chasing that down. Um, so sometimes, I mean, I get caught up in the moment sometimes too. And I mean, you, you don't, you don't pay attention what's going on. You just, you're focused on, making moves and going forward. But I mean, it, it is a shame that rocks and didn't get the vision. Because, <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, but also Cooper Webb, he was in a good position and, uh, 
he was there to, to, you know, pounce on any mistake and there was a mistake made. I mean, and that's racing. It, you're not the winner until you cross the finish line. No, so you're right. Exactly. You know, at this point, can we just say that, that Cooper Webb kind of has Roxon's number on these lap last, last lap situations. <laughs> yeah, he does. He does. yeah. I mean, but that's, I mean, that's because Coop, he puts himself in a good position. He does. I mean, he, he's there, you know, if he's not up, you know, on, in the lead, and I kind of like the way he does it, though. He, he kind of hangs back there until the end, and then he puts a push in and then waits for those guys to start getting in lappers and stuff, and he just makes it work. And, you know, he makes passes and gets out front. So He's a bulldog, man. It's funny because it's like – it's like, I don't know, I mean, you know, you could argue Tomac, but currently right now, I, name somebody else that has a better, like, racecraft when it comes to last lap stuff and just, like he like you just said, putting yourself in the in the mix of right at the end of the race. It's it's second to none, in my opinion. Oh, yeah, for sure. Uh, you know, Cooper, he has a good racecraft team. It almost reminds me of, uh, like, what would that have been, like 2014 when Jason Anderson and Cole Seeley? Oh, and yeah. All them, yeah. I mean, because Anderson used to do that to Seeley almost every weekend. Every he would, weekend. you know, every wait weekend. for the last lapper. <laughs> when they started getting into lappers and stuff, I mean, lappers play a big key. And when he would get checked up or something, he would just blow around him or whatever he needed to do to make get the job done and get the win. So, yeah. I mean, it kind of reminds me of that. Oh, yeah. I remember those races. Watching him, like, oh, Seeley's got him, and then here comes Anderson. You're just like, oh, man, <laughs> yeah. this guy feels so bad for him. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, it's happened to me at a couple locals, you know, before. I mean, it just you, you get kind of caught up there in the moment there for a second, and, like, you you don't know what's going on. The next thing you know, you run into somebody, and then, you know, if you get past or whatever or lose a bunch of time or even at a national because uh, there's so many guys out there, like, you'll run into people every once in a while. I mean, obviously I don't mean to, but <laughs> I mean, every once in a while you kind of come together with somebody. <laughs> I tell you what, it, it's yeah. hard in the woods. Cause um, when you come up on somebody, cause you just never know which way they're going to go. They're going to go left, right. And then sometimes, yeah, sometimes yeah. the lines are smaller than, than usual. And so it's like, where are they going to go? But you need them to get the heck out of the way. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And sometimes, you know, the lines, most of the lines, when they split off, they're all going to come back to one line eventually. Right. So yeah. like, you never know if your line is going to meet somebody when you hit that, you know, hit that center point of the lines again. Yeah. <laughs> so, or you yeah. might, you might be getting ready to pass somebody and they may not know that you're coming and you guys meet together in the same line. Oh yeah. 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 Like that happens all the time. Yeah. Yeah. That happens a lot. Um, but I mean, it's nobody's fault. Nobody knows. I mean, we're all racing and it don't matter. I mean, everybody's racing, trying to, you know, do the best they can. So, stuff happens i mean that's why it's called racing <laughs> right my and back to like the roxon and the uh the uh um shoot the, the dean wilson sorry oh, <laughs> had a brain fart for a second the roxon and the dean wilson incident um you know i hate to say it but roxon you know arguing hey you need to pay attention to your surroundings well last week roxon kind of missed the uh that cross that red cross flag and jumped the double wasn't paying attention to his surroundings a little bit so <laughs> it happens yeah. i mean it's just racing like you said everybody's out there you know it's hard to hear bikes coming up behind you especially when 
there's a lane coming back the next the other direction. You're hearing bike noises everywhere. I'm sure. I can only imagine how how difficult that is, especially like when you're in Dean Wilson's situation. You're only going one lap down, so and that, that's at the end of the race. So he's still traveling a pretty good uh, pace at that point. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you're just like I said. You're so focused on what's in front of you. If you're worrying about what's behind you, you're not going forward. So you got to just stay focused on what's in front of you. And that's what, you know, you just get caught up in the moment sometimes. Yeah. We've been talking about this weekly, but uh, what do you think? Deepest 450 class in history? For sure. I mean, there's, you know, there's good 10, 12 guys that could win any weekend, I think. So, I mean, definitely the field is definitely stacked right now. And uh, I mean, that's pretty much in anything right now. I mean, the GNCCs, I mean, XC1, XC2, I mean, XC3, I mean, AA classes too. I mean, it's all stacked right now. I mean, and then like you said, the 450 class and Supercross, it's definitely stacked. So, yeah. Yeah. And, you know, speaking of GNCC, we're excited to see what's going to happen this year because you're, I mean, you're going to have a new um, XC1 champion. So that's going to be exciting to see who who's stepping up there you got a lot of people that that are bidding for that position um and i I think at this point you know you could draw a name out of a hat of you know three four five riders and it could be any one of them come home with the championship this year oh for sure i mean there's you know there's a bunch of guys there that are very well capable of taking and uh yeah i mean doors definitely open for the guys you know for the for the taking so I'm interested to see how that plays out myself. You're going to have a front row seat for that too. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That'll be fun. (laughs) So um, who's helping you for the 2021 series? Yeah. uh, Like I said, Leeson's import motors, team green, Kawasaki, uh, nitro mouse, um, EBS sports, CD boots, IMS, W wheels, FXR, Mica metals, FCR suspension, Dunlop tires, a Evans coolant pro circuit, Scott, Wiseco, Twin Air, Sunstar, Noli Enterprises, Racecraft Motors, Black Bear Customs, and Outlaw Motorsports, and my trainer, Nate, and mom and dad, and my, basically my whole family, and any anybody that helps me out, I greatly appreciate it. That's awesome, That's man. Awesome. We're, we're, we're happy to hear you got a lot of people in your corner, and like I said, we can't wait to see uh, what 2021 brings you, man. We uh, like It sounds like you got a good support system behind you, and it uh, sounds like you're ready to go. So, But last question before we let you off here, we ask it to everybody that's a guest on our show. If you had to pick one fast food restaurant and one candy to eat for the rest of your life, and that was the only thing you could have as far as fast food and candy goes, what would that be? Ooh, now that's a hard one, man. <laughs> yeah, we saved the hardest question for last, so. <laughs> yeah, that's, a, that's a hard one. Now, I will say, after a national, when I'm down south, I, I, I guess you would consider this more of a, you know, fast food restaurant be steak and shake, man. Oh, yeah, after, for sure, yeah. I like going in there. After after a hard, you know, three-hour race, you got to get some calories back in you, and really don't matter how you do it. So get that, Absolutely. Get, there. get that sloppy carbs in there, man. Get the sloppy, <laughs> sloppy carbs and get a milkshake to wash it down. That's right. So, yeah, and then uh, probably my favorite candy. Oh, man. Oh, that's a good one there, too. Uh, I don't know. My grandma, man, she can make some She can make some good candy. So I would have to probably say some of her caramel candy, man. That stuff's pretty good. So. <laughs> that's awesome. That's 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 pretty. That's a good answer. That's the first time we've had a homemade candy. So uh, That's awesome. Yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, she she likes to bake and cook, and I can't complain about that. So, but I mean, that stuff's not on my diet. So, <laughs> it's just one of yeah. one of those every once in a while things that I'm allowed to have. So, oh, don't lie, man. I don't think your I don't think your trainer's listening. So, yeah, All right, Brendan. Well, thanks for coming on the podcast today, man. We really appreciate it. <clears throat> and like I said, we'll get you back on. Uh, sometime, you know, in the uh, the upcoming season. And if there's a race that you want to talk about, just hit us up and we'll we'll bring you on, buddy. Well, do man, I greatly appreciate you guys having me on. All right, All man, right, man, thank you very much. Good luck, man. Yeah. All right, guys, that was Brendan Poling. Uh, how about that announcement? Yeah, he made? That, that was pretty cool, man. Uh, we weren't expecting that uh, him to come out and say he's going to go pro XC two. Yeah, dude, that's awesome. So <laughs> we're excited to see. Uh, Local guy making big waves in the national series, so uh, you know, huge shout out to him, and you know, hopefully, uh, hopefully, he has a great season this year. It sounds like he has a really, really good, strong program behind him. He's at a really good training facility, so um, uh, I can't see anything but the best coming his way for sure. Yeah, hopefully, hopefully, everything's he, he has a great season, and uh, be watching out for him. Yeah, for sure, man. We will, we will be watching that, that battle for sure. So. Back to Supercross a little bit. What's your take on that? We didn't really talk to you about that. You want to talk about that first? You want to go 250s? What do you want to do? Let's talk about that first. It's it's hot on everybody's mind. That's, okay. the, that's the big subject here. Well, listen, I'll tell you what. I was watching a race, and I'm going nuts because I see Dean Wilson <laughs> in front of Rocks, and I'm like, what are you doing? Move. Move. And, and it's going on for over a, like a lap and a half. The crazy thing is, is like... <clears throat> In the first broadcast, or on the live broadcast, I did not notice it because uh, I was watching. Who's, I was watching. Who's you looking at? I was watching Webb because I was like, Webb's going to do something. And I was like, you know, because Webb, Webb's Webb. So I did not realize because I rewatched the we watched the race today, and I noticed. I really watched and saw how long Dean was in front of um, Roxon, and he was in front of him for. A long time. Yeah, We're talking like three quarters, quarters of a lap. lap. Easy. Every bit of it. And I don't know. It is what it is. I mean. I like Dean, though. That's oh, the hard Dean's thing. Oh, Dean's awesome. Don't it's, get me it's wrong. Not some, and he, it's not some nobody that just barely made it in. I mean, at this point in time, there's nobody that's a nobody that makes yeah. it into the pro class or makes it into the main event. But, I mean, Dean's such a good guy. And, and you know it wasn't on purpose. No. Right, Brandon? Well, I mean. Right, Brandon? You know, you know it wasn't on purpose. <laughs> I mean, uh, there's, there, a- there's, some, there's some issues that I've heard some people say, you know, it could be a team tactics because, you know, Webb and Wilson train together now at Baker's Factory and KTM's, feet, you know, pretty much probably feeding the bill a little bit. And to- you get on to me about being conspiracy theorist. <laughs> listen, listen. Mine could be real, all right? Mine could be real. It is what it is. I mean. I don't think Dean would do that. There's really no reason – there's no benefit for him to do that. Like what? And the thing is, is like you can't pre-plan that because how would he know he would be right there in that situation at that point in time? I don't know. Do you think like Coop like rode up to him at the test track and was like, "Hey, Dean, if you're ever getting lapped, <laughs> you know how much hey, I'd you know, piss Dean signals. off." There's signals. There could be signs. We don't know. I mean, these teams, you know, they prepare for that stuff. It's, it's conspiracy theorist. Hey, I mean, look at Joe Savacci. <laughs> Joey Savacci pulled over for Tomac to go buy to win the yeah, million dollars. Yeah, but that wasn't even. Yeah, yeah, that wasn't even for a points race though. That was for a million dollars. He wasn't going to win the million dollars. <laughs> <laughs> oh, geez. <clears throat> Anyways. That, Go ahead. No, well, I was just going to say, you know, it is what it is. Um, you know, it makes it interesting, though. It does. It made it really interesting. And 
I mean, honestly, when you're watching a race, there's blue flags flying everywhere. Every which way the camera's... All the time. Blue flags everywhere. And you're just like, well, how do you know that's for me? You know what I'm saying? Well, right. And, and Dean's, Dean's a, you know, and for Dean there, I mean, how do I know that blue flag's not for the guy behind me? Or even for me to get the guy in front of me out of my way. You know what I'm saying? Like, Right, because Dean, I mean, he was like, what, 12th place? Yeah. So, <clears throat> yeah, you're right. I mean, the thing is, is, is it's a tough situation. And it was cool that he put that apology letter out. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think he necessarily had to, but I think he wanted to control the narrative uh, because he knew heat was coming yeah. his way. Oh, yeah. He was like, oh, man, Dylan Fernandez, oh, yeah. hold my beer. I'll tell you what. People <laughs> love Ken Roxon, especially the ladies. The ladies love Ken Roxon. But people love Ken Roxon. When we were at Indianapolis for the race, um, Kenny was just getting over his arm surgery. Mm-hmm. And he went up and did it with the race day live. And um, he was walking back from race day live through the stadium. And you would have thought, you would have thought, you know, he was going to get, like, he looked like he, there was a mob around him. Like, they would. Oh, not, he's a rock star for sure. Yeah. I mean, they would not even let him walk. People are grabbing him at the shirts. and Really? Yeah. <laughs> and, like, dude, there were so many people, and he just had his arm, you know, redone. And it was just crazy. It was just like, dude, people love Ken Roxon. It's, it's, it's nuts. But I've been reading a lot of comments and, Stuff and you got some people are like, man, it's bull crap. You know, can you know can should get something and then you know other people are like, well, you know, Ken needs to suck it up and needs to get around lap riders. You know, so you see the different, you know, yeah. Different, different. There's different sides of the story. I mean, for sure, Dean got in the way. The the only thing that bothers me the most about the whole thing, and I'll and I'll shut up about it. So when 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 I'm Ken Roxon and I'm coming over the wall jump and I hit the back of Dean Wilson. Mm-hmm. And Dean does not look back and be like, you know, like, oh, that's the leaders behind me, and then yeah. still stays in the race line. <clears throat> yeah, that's what gets me. Like, yeah, he should have like once he got hit, he should have went to the outside. Yeah, left the inside open. But I will also say that I think that Roxon made a bad decision by I think he got frantic and went to that outside line because it wasn't there. Yeah, it wasn't there at all. If he would have just calmed down, maybe just a little bit, and tucked in behind Dean. And stayed in that inside line because that's what Webb did. I mean, he opened himself up for that mm-hmm. pass. Yeah. And to where, like, if he would have tucked into that inside line, you know, he may have been giving himself an opportunity to get T-bone to the next turn. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I mean, it, it is what it is. You, you, you can only – that was the, the worst possible move I think he could have made at that point in time. But, I mean – Give Webb credit, though. Webb put himself in the right position and was there at the right time. And that's just kind of like the Webb thing to do. And right now, with this class, you know, we got, what, six guys separated by six points? Something like that. Something it's, crazy yeah. like that. Yeah. And Roxon has Roxen lost. Is the leader. Well, Roxon is the leader. But Roxon has lost seven points, points in two races. Yeah. So, you know... If this series ends up becoming as close as what we think it's going to be at the end, those seven, seven points, points can come huge. in handy. Seven points is huge. So, I mean, <clears throat> at this point in time, I don't even think we can make a prediction on who's going to win the 450 no, championship. No, it's crazy. It, I mean, you literally could pick a name out of a hat. I don't think it's going to be Tomac, but you can pick yeah. a name out of a hat and, tell you what, and see what it is. <laughs> Tomac's had some good rods. And it's, it's, it's getting better. And I will say Tomac's always been a slow starter. And he's always turned it up towards the end of the season, and that's been his bread and butter. And he's not really had any bad races besides the first one. The first one, 
But in this field, everybody's having capabilities. Everybody's yeah. cap has is capable of having a bad race. Um, I think it speaks volumes that we've had three races and we've had eight different people on the podium. That means there's only been one person be on the podium twice, and that's been Ken Roxon. He got second and second, and everybody else has only been on the podium once. Yep. Eight yeah. people on the podium That's so crazy. far this year, and we've had three races. That, if that doesn't scream depth, I don't know what does. Mm -hmm. Now, speaking of depth, we're losing a lot of depth in the other class, aren't oh, we? Oh, man, 250s. It's a bummer. I mean, I don't know. Nothing's official came out as far as I know. Nothing's official came out. Uh, Forkner went to the hospital. I don't think there was any injury report on that yet. Did you see anything? I know shoulder related. Uh, collarbone. Oh, did it did it release the collarbone? Yes, yes, collarbone for sure. And I'm not Is sure it broke what else. Or fractured <clears throat> or? Broke. Oh, he'll have surgery. He'll be back. Yeah, but he's out of the championship race. Eh, I mean, Craig and Nichols, those guys aren't. Forkner's out of the championship <laughs> race. <laughs> it's an eight race series or nine race series, yeah. right? Nine. I nine. can't remember. Nine. Yep, nine. It changes every second. <laughs> nah, it's a nine race series. Uh, I mean, he. <sighs> Forkner, that going at Forkner just just he just keeps Forknering everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then that's a bummer for R.J. Hampshire as well. Um, did did you see an injury report for him? I did not see the injury report for him, but he's definitely. I heard that he's definitely out for the rest of the season. Really. And you just talk about getting hit, just whammy after whammy after whammy. I mean. Every race this year, he's had a rough yeah. go. Yeah. And the bad thing is, is like he came in as a championship contender. Oh, yeah. And then now, like I said, you know, the guys, you know, first through third this weekend, Colt Nichols, Christian Craig, and Jet Lawrence, I think the rest of your season is going to go, one of those three is going to win a race, mm -hmm. um, and the other two is going to be on the podium. I don't see, you know, you might get a Shimoda appearance or, or a Mosman. Um, Man, Mike, speak on Mosman. I would just go nuts if I was Michael Mosman. I would. Jet Lawrence. I'm Jet sorry. Jet punted him. Yeah, that that was. That was and like, then said he had. And oh, did you see what he said on the podium? Yeah, he said he had to. Uh, like, what, what was it? Get aggressive? He said what? he. No, 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 no. Wait, wait, wait. He said I had to make a little bit of a dirty move. Yeah, that's, that's what he was, said. Yeah. And I was like, oh, come on, you gotta yeah. at least say eh, yeah. he came down on me, like <laughs> yeah. lie a little bit. Yeah, yeah. He 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 got dirty. I think that's what he said. He said I had to get dirty. I had out to get there. dirty because we know that he's hard to pass. Yeah. Something like that. So that's that. I mean. <clears throat> I like the aggressiveness. Jet's going to have a target on his back. Oh, yeah. I mean, if I was. you know, Mosman's is not somebody that you're not going to have to deal with again. Yeah. He's going to have to deal with him again. And He's been riding decent, you know. Yeah, I mean, you could see him on the podium yeah. at some point if. I think he was looking that, you know, he was heading that way. He was heading that way. If the cards fall right, you know, I think. You know who I would love to see on the podium, and it's not a far stretch of the imagination, is Max Volen. Oh, man, that kid. He's he's getting really good. He like, really is. He actually, what I loved seeing about him, the moment um, he almost won his heat race for one, mm -hmm. and then uh, Michael Mosman passed him for fifth place, and he gave him the business. Mm -hmm. He, I mean, made a clean pass, and he went back after him. Um, for somebody that's there just to learn, you know, good on him because he he was getting pretty aggressive and, and and learning how to be the aggressor. What's cool, and 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 I could be totally wrong with this, but what's cool about it? 
is you know there's more speed underneath that helmet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and you know he's just like, nah, I'm good. Like, I'm okay with being in fifth place or sixth place. Like, I'm okay with that. Like, you, he's not pushing the envelope. Yeah. You know he has more speed than that. Yeah. You, you definitely know. Like, I can watch him like, yeah, he could push it a lot harder than he is. Because like, he looks smooth. He does there. look smooth. He, I've not seen him come close to being on the ground. No. No, he doesn't look out of control, you know. And so that that tells me that this kid is um, the real deal. Oh yeah, absolutely. So <clears throat> with that being said, you got a podium for this coming weekend. Two uh, fifties or four fifties? Let's go two fifties. Two fifties is gonna be a little easier. Well, give me a second to think know, about the four fifties. We didn't really talk about Colt Nichols, but I'm gonna get to that. <laughs> oh, are you? <laughs> get to Colt Nichols, man, I tell you, that kid, that guy. I don't even can't be calling a kid, but because I think he's getting a little up there, but. He's got some speed, um, and he gets better every week. Mm-hmm. Um, going to Indy, where the I think it's going to be not a Christian Craig kind of track. I think it's going to be a little bit more technical, a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, not so big, you know, so long whoop sections and stuff. So I think Nichols is going to have the upper hand a little bit. So I think Nichols wins again, and uh, we're going to go uh, Jet and Craig. I'm going to get Jet Lawrence second and uh, Craig third. So, not to get off the just the race uh, subject, but I think I'm going to go ahead and call it now on episode 20 <laughs> that One. Colt Nichols, yeah, 2021, whatever it is, Colt Nichols is going to be your 2021 champion. Wow. I think he's going to do it. Um, Christian Craig, I just, I just don't know if he's got it. To win the championship, yeah, and I think Colt is going to, um, you know, take advantage of of Forkner being out, uh, and and really take this class and and, and kind of separate himself from the rest. I'm with you. I think he wins again, and I think it's a statement ride. Um, and then I think uh, whatever the two Jet or Craig, <laughs> I'll just to be different than you. I'll go Craig and then Jet, yeah. but um, um. You know, I, I think that Colt's going to win, and I think he's going to win the championship this year. I think he's probably going to end up winning three or four more rounds. Craig, Craig's got the speed. I think he's putting too much on his back. I think he's trying to he, – he's got to just take it one race at a time, <clears throat> breathe a little bit, have some fun a little bit, like loosen up. Because every time you see him, he, he could be the fastest qualifier. Or he could be the, the heat race winner, and he's just like, this isn't good enough. You know, I'm like, relax. Enjoy the moment. You're fast. Like just relax a little You're bit. You're good at this. You're good. Yeah. You're fine. Yeah. Now I'm with you. You know, Craig's got a lot of pressure, and I think a lot of it is his own pressure he's putting on himself. Um, I would say this is likely his last year in the class. Uh, this is gonna be his last opportunity. Um, if it's not, I don't know how he's get. I mean, yeah, I'm pretty sure he said this he's got to be pointing out soon, right? Yeah, I mean, he he pretty much said that this is it. If he doesn't get a 450 ride next year, he's he's pretty much done. Yeah, I mean. And if that's if that's the case, he's still retiring an an amazing rider. Yeah. Uh, you can't argue that at all. Um, <clears throat> but I I just think Colt has a little bit more under the hood uh, when it comes to the championship race. I think he gets it done this week, and I, I'm like you. I think he's going to be better at the more technical tracks, the tracks that you know when when the when the Whoop sections uh, don't break down. That's when Christian Craig's at his he's best. best. Mm-hmm. And we're going to be getting to a lot of tracks where they break down quickly. Yeah. Uh, so he's not going to be able to 
get out front and 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 run that pace. Now, I will say this. Both of those guys, I, I'm going to say that you're going to see the whole shot coming from one or two of those guys almost every round, uh, and Jed as well. I mean, I think the you're going to see these guys up front and up front early, so it's going to be able to see – it's going to be cool to see who can separate themselves from each other when they don't have to work through the pack. Like if you get these guys going one, two, three, and see where they're really at compared comparative to each other. Yeah. I mean, we've been seeing battles both weekends uh, with Colt and Craig the past two weekends and and, and – uh, I believe Colt has gotten the best of him both times. Both, both times, yeah. And it's become late in the race when the track's breaking down. When the yeah. track is better, Craig is kind of at his best. So these tracks breaking down quicker uh, when we move further east. Uh, I think that yeah, we're going to see uh, Colt ascend to the front. Another thing to touch on base on is the whole lap rider situation. There, if you look at the field behind them uh, since Forkner and Hampshire, <laughs> the, they're they're all really. Not really want to say rookies, but they're they're newer, they're fresher, right? You know, like they're up and coming riders, so they're going to be lapping through the field. You made that sound so nice, did I? Yeah, because it's it, like after you get past about six plates, it's sketchy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's like who, who, like it's like who are these guys? You know what I'm saying? Like who's Thomas? I mean, they're, they're lap, though. they're lapping people like six laps into the race. race yeah, you know. <laughs> so, and like you said, that's a lot to work through that 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 crowd. So then, so then you got to worry about being a leader. Same running into the same thing as like rocks and ran into, you know, strategy comes in a little bit more. So it could get interesting as the season goes. Right. So let's move on to the 450 class real quick. Uh, we're about out of time for today, but we're going to go and give our podiums for this weekend. I mean, just throw a <laughs> daggone dart at the, at Listen, the board. I'm done trying. All right. I'm just done. <laughs> I'm just done, man. We give up. You guys, actually, I'm doing pretty good in, in fantasy. So. Listen, all right. <laughs> I had rocks in the wind. Rocks in the wind. That's why I think I was a little bit more butthurt about Craig, it. Too. It, I was like, "Come uh, on!" <laughs> when it when it comes to when it comes to fantasy, I feel like Brandon. I feel like you're like Christian Craig. I know you're putting too a, much pressure on I yourself. Am. I'm doing. You're overthinking wrong. this stuff. You're you're analyzing. You're analyzing. Who has the better suspension guy? <laughs> who 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 had a better date with their girl last night? Who ate an apple before the race? Just got to loosen up a little bit. It buddy. all comes on the starts. On 450, so there's 100%. no doubt about it. Just 100%. Starts. So, yeah. I'm going to go, here's my podium. Here's your podium. <laughs> I'm going to go Barsha. Barsha's going to win. He's coming <laughs> back, baby. Barsha, Webb, AC. Oh, yeah? Uh-huh. All right, so I'm going to do you one better. <laughs> Marvin Muscan wins this weekend. No. I'm telling you, look it up. <laughs> Look it up. Indianapolis. Mar- okay, I will say Marvin, Marvin and Indy. Yeah, Marvin and Indy, in Indy is good in Indy. <laughs> There's no doubt about that. It's going to go Marv, Webb, Tomac. Tomac's done. <laughs> Telling no, you. No, no, you did not hear that here first. No. <laughs> no. I, I think that Tomac, if he is Tomac of old, he he's setting himself up pretty for a run a, a stretch at the end of the season, which we know he is capable of doing. Um, right now, his riding looks very lackluster. Mm-hmm. Um, well, he's not pushing the envelope, but he's also finishing. I mean, he finished fifth. And l- what did I say last week? These guys have to be happy with finishing. Oh fifth. yeah, they have to. And look where he came from. He had a charge through the pack. He had a bad start. He got passed by Barsha. Yeah. After Barsha went down, mm-hmm. Barsha went down. And then immediately pass Tomac back. I, I think something's just not right with Tomac's bike. I think he's got to get it. 
So it, it's it looks like he's like riding at like eighty five percent. Yeah, something's. And not if that's right the right case, now. that's dangerous. Yeah, because like when he gets to that hundred yeah. percent, watch out. Yeah, especially when he's in striking distance. Like we didn't get to see that in the outdoor series because he put himself out of striking distance really quickly mm-hmm. with those with those DNFs um, um, at Loretta Lens, and kind of had some bad races to where. I don't think the care factor was there towards the end of the season, but we did see some amazing rides from him. Just nothing to push for the championship. He's still in it. He's at, I'm not sure what the points are right now, but he's at most five, six points. I was going to say last time I looked, I think it was like four or five points, something like that. So yeah. So it's not a lot. What are the chances? Do we add to the uh, podium list this week? That's the, I think that's the harder question to answer because eight guys have finished on the podium so far. Well, and there's I mean, been we only got like five more, and everybody's been on the podium. <laughs> no, no, honestly, do you think that we add to the podium list this weekend? Do we add to the win list this weekend? Because well, here's the thing: at this point in time, between two fifty and four fifty, we you know I will let you answer the first question first, and then I'll ask you the second <laughs> question. Go ahead. Do we have another podium guy? I'm going to say yes. I'm going to say yes because you still got Jason Anderson, Osborne, Osborne. Um, I think Jason's having a rough season. He's he's getting better though. <clears throat> I tell you what, AP is AP look good. He's getting better. He's getting better. I'm liking it. Here's the thing, and you got Mookie still. He, Mookie's been around good too. Here's the thing that sucks about AP and Stu. I think these guys are. I shouldn't call him Stu because he's not <laughs> Stu. <laughs> Mookie. Here's the thing about these two guys. They are riding so much better than they did last year, I feel. They're still getting sixth and sevenths, but these sixth and sevenths are so much more difficult than than last year. Yeah. And if, if you saw either one of those guys on the podium, I don't think you'd be so surprised. I mean, Stuart, uh, you know, Mookie hasn't got a, hasn't got a good hole shot yet. If he would get a hole shot, I mean, he ran with Tomac. He was running Tomac yeah. down yeah. that entire race. So – that's, I mean, that's somebody that you could potentially see up there. Um, you know, you got to think Osborne is eventually going to get. He's just got to get it right. Once he gets it right, when everything clicks for Osborne, you better watch out because this is going to be like, it's going to be the Osborne show. Once it clicks. Once it clicks. It's got to click, though. Everything's got to click. But it's got to click. Yep. If it doesn't click, then it won't click. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> got to click for you. Click, click, click. Click, click, click. Anyways, <laughs> last question of the show. And then we got to get off here. Um, do we see a new winner? Because we've had a different winner in each class every single race. I already told you Marvin. Marvin's winning this week. <laughs> I already calling it. So I've so, been to Indy too many times. So we've times had six winners. Six winners so far. You think we're gonna have a seventh winner of the year? Yeah, I, I'm telling you, man. I've been I've been to Indy too many times and seen that 25 out front. So I think AC could do it. No, no, no. You don't put AC in your top five. I'm sorry. Dude goes down every freaking weekend. <laughs> he every did this weekend. Where'd he finish? Third. That's right. He was on the podium. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm telling you, there was it was so close that that sand section. I'm like, oh, he's gonna go down right there. I guarantee it. But he never did. But you just ah, I love AC. But you hold I'll, your breath every time the listen. camera goes on him, or you no, know, better yet, every time the camera goes off of him, you're like, when are they gonna cut to AC picking his bike up yep. off the ground? Yep. I'll, I'm always like. Where's AC going to mess up? I never put him in my top five anymore because he always messes up. Yeah. Somehow. But Brandon, you got a song to exit this podcast oh, out to. Oh, man. I don't know. Hootin', scootin', boogie. I don't know. 
<laughs> That's it, guys. <laughs> With that, we're going to be heading out of here for the week. Uh, we'll be back next week. Uh, make sure that you guys get your fantasy teams lined up. Uh, Rocky Mountain ATV MX Fantasy uh, going to the Split Line League, and then Pulp MX Fantasy going to the Split Line League as well. Um, <clears throat> if you If you haven't done it yet, don't worry. You can still do it. We're going to give shout-outs to the winners every single week, and uh, we'll just have fun with that. So with that being said, guys, we're going to be logging out of here and uh, to the boost scoop. <laughs> <laughs> Later, See guys. guys Split line out. Out in the country past the city limit sign Where there's a honky-tonk near the county line They got whiskey, women, music, and smoke. It's where all the cowboy folks Brandon is currently line dancing, everybody. <laughs> I got a good job. I work hard for, for my, my money. When it's quitting time, I hit the door running. I fire up my pickup truck and let the horses run. I go blind down that highway. Yeah.